Hey, Jaram, this is Amir. Uh, thank you for uh, uh, thank you for consenting to be on our podcast show. Uh, today, we'll discuss uh, what you guys are doing in your company. What are your what are the technology trends and how you're uh, taking a look at it and how you are trying to change those technology trends and taking a piece out of your pie. So let's start by you introducing yourself and a little bit, tell us a little bit about your company as well. Um, thank you, Mayor. Uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, I'm the uh, CEO and president of Monetize 360. We, uh, Monetize 360, we have developed an end-to-end -end monetization solution, uh, monetization platform. Uh, we help make implementation of complex business processes, billing and pricing uh, strategies much faster and easier. Um, our architecture is a no-code architecture that allows us to deploy these systems in just a couple of weeks instead of uh, years with some of the old legacy systems. Um, as a result, we help companies get to market faster, react to competitive pressures uh, quicker, and increase revenues and market share. Okay, great. So talk to us a little bit more about uh, your product or service. So you said you are the CEO of Monetize 360 and it's a kind of a billing solution as I quickly grabbed that. So, um, I mean, what kind of uh, services this product offer? Um, sure, we are really an end-to-end -end monetization solution. Billing is a big part of it, but it's, 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 it's a complete solution. Uh, we start with the, uh, we address the quote to cash process Today, what has happened is that um, people are moving from a simple sub subscription month to month, uh, dollars per user per month, to a more uh, nuanced, uh, complex and innovative pricing strategies like- uh, usage-based pricing? Usage-based pricing, consumption-based pricing. Sometimes they have wallets where uh, you refill a wallet with credits and as you use the credits uh, while you're using your software, uh, those credits decline and then refill at the end of end of uh, end of the when the wallets become empty. So, so, so that reminds me of old calling cards. I mean, exactly. there was a balance. Yeah. I think they're still there in uh, South Asia and, and so on. Those, those yeah. uh, prepaid calling cards that you right, keep right, using right. and then you, then you pay. Um, and what happens is that in the enterprise and software in the SaaS world, this makes it that reduces the barrier to entry. Um, it it uh, makes the customers happier. Uh, and there are several large companies who adopted this like Snowflake, um, and uh, Twilio, and they have reported unexpectedly record revenues because they the the, the because of the usage based pricing and billing, their customers are continue to use the product as they use the product. They they pay for exactly what they use. Customers are happy. Um, the software vendors are happy. Um, it's a it's a modern uh, uh, changes in pricing. And what happens is existing legacy systems are not designed to handle this. And if, if you have to force fit an existing legacy system into usage-based uh, pricing, it is like fitting a square peg in a round hole, right? You have to force it. It takes months, sometimes years of uh, expensive consultants. And what we do is to solve that problem. We can do it in weeks where others can take months or years. So what I'm hearing is that I mean, the world initially 
used to have this uh, on-prem installations and one-time licensing models. And then <clears throat> eventually SaaS came in <clears throat> and uh, companies uh, started uh, kind of renting out this uh, software as a service. They moved on to annual models. Now then innovative companies come in who are offering you monthly models. And now even, even we are to, to the benefit of our end user, we are even fragmented that monthly model to more of a usage base pricing. Right. So, uh, so this is what, what you're doing on the market. And you said that your solution is, is an end-to-end -end more of a monetization solution rather than just a billing solution. So what other aspects, and we'll come to the legacy part that you have mentioned, what other monetization kind of stuff that you have in your solution that can help other companies? Yeah, we start with um, the, the central piece of our architecture is a uh, intelligence hub, what we call an yeah. intelligence hub. Intelligence hub is a, is a component that takes in data from usage data from production systems and does all the heavy lifting. Uh, of, it is very flexible. It's no code. So you, you set it up with a configuration uh, user interface and you don't have to write any code even to implement arbitrarily complex pricing strategies. So mm -hmm. it's just selection, setting it up, uh, defining the transformation, uh, if then else uh, uh, rules are all deployed simply with the touch of a button. Uh, so the intelligence hub takes data in and converts it into other forms. Now around that, uh, we have a, an application that helps you create the, 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 the pricing strategies, the usage, define the product catalog and pricing with the usage-based pricing and other complex pricing strategies that feeds into the intelligence hub. Um, mm -hmm. You can simulate those prices to see what the impact is on revenues and, uh, and, and uh, uh, the profitability. Um, it's a, if you will, a usage-based CPQ. Uh, we have uh, the billing, of course, the actual billing system that creates the bill uh, based on uh, inputs from the intelligence hub. We have uh, dashboards and reporting. Um, and analytics that helps you analyze. We have a forecasting module that helps you predict your, based on using machine learning and AI, we can look at the historical pricing and helps you predict the future revenue streams. This is a big challenge with usage-based pricing. Uh, we saw, we addressed that as well. And we have a customer portal. So the customers look at their own bills themselves. Great. And what I'm hearing from you is that, uh, I mean, uh, on the surface level, it, it, it feels that if you convert from a monthly-based subscription model to a more usage-based pricing, there will eventually be a drop in revenue. But what we are seeing as a trend that it's the other way around because people feel, or your end customer feels more liberated. So they, they, they are more willing to use your service because they know they will, be, they will not be charged if they are not using their service. They will be only charged if they're they, they use that service. So, I mean, how do you see, is this, is this a trend? I mean, is there actually a revenue drop? Uh, so for instance, I'm just, I'm just thinking loud over here, Netflix, instead of, uh, instead of charging me a subscription every month, if they start charging me only for the time, amount of time I see their videos, their revenue, will, will their revenue drop or will their revenue increase? Yeah. So, um, Often, uh, usage-based pricing is, is uh, 
is introduced as a part of a new product, right? So what happens is that it reduces the barrier to entry. So people can right. start experimenting it immediately. They don't have to say, hey, I, I, I can't pay $30,000 a month because I don't use that much right now, right? I can start with $300 a month. And then as we, as we use, uh, it goes up. Uh, when you switch from uh, the subscription to usage-based, Right? then you have to care, manage it carefully. Often what works very well is to have a base price, right? a base price that includes certain level of usage based on what customers are actually using today. And then create uh, a usage base about that with different tiers. Right? So the first, the first 100 units, uh, I'm just using an example, first 100 units are free, uh, next, 20 units after that is a price of $10. The, the next 20 units after that is a price of, price of $7 and so on. So you give, it gives you the ability to manage that pricing. By doing this, you don't necessarily lose revenues, but it helps you gain revenues down the road because people start using it more, right? So. Okay, okay, great, great. And you, you mentioned that, uh, uh, I mean, that your product as compared to other, legacy products out there. I mean, it's a no code, low code and quickly visible. When you say legacy product, you're talking about uh, the product that is going to use your product for usage-based pricing or your competitors who are giving this kind of monetization uh, softwares? So in the pricing uh, and billing space, there are many products uh, that okay. there are old products like um, you know Oracle and so on that were built for, uh, uh, that were built for uh, perpetual license, right? On-prem perpetual license. Then there are products that are designed about 10 years ago that became, uh, that are designed for subscription. And, uh, and what happens is that uh, the products, the innovative products of today that can become legacy in, in, in 10 years, right? So uh, those products were designed for either uh, on-prem or subscription don't have the ability to handle complex usage-based pricing. So what you have to do is to create, uh, uh, develop code outside of the product. So the feed, just the summary data to the billing system, that creating of that code requires extensive customization development and consultants. And that's what happens with legacy systems. With, it's with essentially a, a patchwork that you have to do on top of this. Essentially a patchwork that you have to do. And what happens is that, what happens when you have to change price, right? So um, I have a friend who, uh, who was using, whose company was using a large, large, I won't name names, but a large system, uh, well-known system for, for billing. And he went to his CFO and said, hey, I want to change pricing. And the CFO said, no, can do. He said, why not? Because I can't, I can't change the price. Um, because the system is too inflexible. Um, in, in another company, I, I know a very large company, a friend is working there. He was telling me that it takes them three months to change pricing because they have to go in and change all this code uh, and, and, and change pricing. Without product, it takes three, uh, three minutes, not three months. 
because it's just a click of a button and maybe some time to test it, but that's it. And um, and so I think that's that's really what uh, what is driving uh, uh, you know the, the 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 move from legacy systems to modern. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm assuming that Modis 360 itself is on a usage based pricing, is it? Absolutely, it is on a usage based price, and we use um, we. Uh, we, uh, we eat our own dog food, so to speak, which is a Silicon Valley <laughs> saying. Um, it's, you know, we do, we do offer a base price with a certain uh, level of uh, usage and then uh, charge as you go, as you go, go along. So Jerem, I'm really interested in finding out that uh, this, is, this is, must be an involved product to make. And uh, I mean, what's your background? I mean, how did, did you come about this pain? What, what actually prompted this thought of, of creating this and why, why this uh, product and not some other product? Yeah, very good question. Um, it turns out that uh, the company was founded by a friend of mine. Um, his name is Murali Saravu. Uh, Murali and I go back a long way. I've known him for 20 plus years. And he has a, he's probably the world's most uh, biggest expert in billing and monetization. Mm -hmm. He has spent the last 20, 25 years in implementing billing systems at companies like um, HP, uh, Cisco, uh, Intuit, uh, Cable and Wireless, et cetera, right? So he, he has deep knowledge in billing and monetization. Um, he, uh, he was involved in these projects where it would take millions and, 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 and years of development to deploy these systems. And he thought there would be, there should be a better way, right? Uh, he tried to build a better mousetrap. Um, and he uh, worked with two or three uh, uh, partners, design partners, uh, like Upwork is an example of one of those partners. Uh, he worked with them over several years and built this product. He started about 2017 or 18 or so and built this product working with them based on their requirements for usage-based billing. And the result is what the product came out. We, so uh, we already have uh, several reference customers and, um, and, and uh, you know, moving forward after that, so. Oh, great. So, and how did you get involved? Yeah, I have a long history in Silicon Valley. I, I, um, uh, I have a, uh, I've, I've been in several startups, been co-founded several startups, be, being in, uh, have been an investor and a board member. Um, and morally, as he was growing, he's really a very deep technical guy. And he was looking for somebody to, to partner with him to be the business marketing and sales uh, side of the company. And he asked me to join him about a year and a half ago. I spent several months looking at the, at the customers, talking to customers and looking at the market and realized that this is a, a, this is a breakthrough product uh, with, the, with the massive opportunity and joined him as a CEO about a year or so ago. And, um, uh, and, and, and we raised a round of funding and off we go. Great, great. And how's that, how, how is the traction coming along? I mean, what are your customers? I mean, how, how, how it's going? Oh, it's going really, really well. Um, we have, uh, as I mentioned, we have, we have several uh, customers uh, already uh, production in, in the product is in production use with, uh, with several customers already, several very large customers. Um, we are in the process of uh, 
about to launch a project with a one of the one of the largest uh, financial institutions in the world for example they had some very complex pricing requirements and they spent a year year and a half looking at um, every uh, other product in the in the in the in the industry and they came to a decision that to that our product best fit fit their needs and we are about to start that project i can't yet say who they are, but um, we'll probably be able to say just in a few months, this complex product we are going to be able to, to uh, deploy in just about three or four months, as opposed to two or three years with other tools. So, I mean, you, you mentioned several times that your product is very easy to deploy or deploy and use. So, I mean, is it is it your product? I mean, is this a software that you give or like more like an SDK that you give to someone or is it itself? cloud-based that uh, they use certain APIs to integrate with them, how it works? Yeah, so uh, very good question. Um, it, is a, it is a product, uh, it is uh, it's cloud-based, um, it can be deployed, uh, we can deploy it for, for you in our, um, in our AWS instance. Um, and, and many of these large customers have their own uh, cloud, uh, uh, private cloud, and we can deliver the product as a virtual, uh, uh, a, a, a Docker container, right? In, and deploy yeah. it in your system. Um, and, uh, and then the product, especially the intelligence hub, um, it's designed where all the, it's very flexible. It can handle many different types of inputs and many different types of billing strategies. Um, it's built, it's designed for those, those kinds of things. So you simply select, right? Which input, what transformation, uh, you select the rules, you define the rules by pointing and clicking and selecting. Most of the time is being spent in defining the inputs and outputs and requirements. Uh, with the customer. What are the different systems you need to integrate? What are the input da data details? What are the rating tables or the uh, pricing rules that you have to implement? Once we know all that, it's simply a matter of clicking and setting it, setting it up. Uh, today, the first few customers, we are doing it for them uh, as a part of an implementation. Um, it, it, like I said, it can take just a few weeks. Uh, and most of that time is is in 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 the, uh, defining the requirements. Um, I think in the future it can be done uh, by the end users themselves. So the self self service self configured platform. Self configured. So yeah, it's it's designed for large large implementations. Designed for enterprise level uh, scalability. Yeah, that was my next question. That what is the right size customer for you? Is it a startup or is it an enterprise or a mid sized business? what could be an ideal customer for you and i mean uh, if i am a customer what size should i be where your product is an ideal fit for me i think that um first of all anyone can use the system um we are actually uh, talking to several uh, iot kind of uh, companies by the way because iot uh, products can have a unique okay, requirement often usage based and it turns out that it's a huge market in itself, but it's in the early stages. Uh, but I think uh, in terms of uh, what, what people uh, can, the, the ideal customer, if you will, are the larger companies, because often what happens is that smaller companies decide that they can do the billing manually uh, with the spreadsheet. Um, they, they, prefer, you know, they don't want to spend the money to deploy a system like ours. Um, although you could start 
early, but in most cases, it's the medium to large size companies that uh, probably benefit the most with our system. Sure. And you see this trend is uh, has already taken its root, it's growing, and probably what do you see foresee next after user space pricing? I mean, there's always something next uh, once there's a trend out there. Well, usage-based pricing is just uh, the tip of the iceberg. There are many different usage-based pricing models, right? So uh, it could be purely usage-based, uh, a fixed usage-based. Uh, it could be uh, tiered usage-based. Um, it could be wallet-based where you, uh, you buy a set of credits, let's say 10,000 units, and everybody uses those credits as those credits use up, like the, like the old old cell phone cards, right? So- I mean, uh, we, we, we've all been using usage-based, I mean, we are, all do usage-based pricing, your electricity bill, your gas bill, everything, right. your petrol, it's all usage-based pricing. Exactly. It's new for the enterprise, right? So- It's new for the enterprise, it's probably new for the software. Software. Also, um, you know, many old companies like banks have are still using uh, mainframe systems with COBOL right. programs running their their billing systems, and they're starting to look at uh, modernizing it. And uh, of course, those financial institutions are all usage based, right? So it's based on number of checks, number of your ACHs number of uh, your money transfers, there's a fee for every one of those. You may have negotiated pricing individually for each customer. So it becomes a very complex set of pricing uh, rules that you have to implement. And when they look around for implementing a system to modernize their billing from mainframes, uh, existing systems simply can't handle it. And that's why they end up coming to us. Great. Sujira, wonderful talking to you, uh, getting to know your, yourself, your product. Uh, we wish you very best of luck for, for, your, for your company. I think uh, you're definitely in a market or in a trend which is upcoming. Uh, everyone is looking for a usage-based pricing and uh, all the best wishes for, for you. And we'll, we'll connect again sometime later to see how, how the company is progressing. Thank you very much, Umair. Very, it's wonderful to talk to you. Thank you very much for... Uh, talking to us today and uh, really enjoyed the conversation and had great questions. Check our other episodes at techcell.com slash podcast and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss an episode.